We are here, Michelle. We got so much to talk about. Happy birthday. Oh my gosh, thank you. Oh my god. I don't know when this episode is coming on. Probably in freaking January. Yeah. But um I got you've been you've been traveling, you've been everywhere. How was your birthday? My birthday was lovely. It was low key. I actually was in Chicago the night before. Every year at Roscoe's, I do um there's a fundraiser. I think they call it Boys to Man. Okay. Or something like that. Motown Philly. Right. Except not. Uh-huh. So that what they do is they do a flip. So all there's there's staff members there and they put them in drags, then yeah. do a little drag show. Yeah. And every tip and every drink and everything that's raised that night goes to the Illinois Safe School Alliance, which is great. It's to teach schools how to deal with young LGBTQIA kids. And it's really great. So that's why we do it for What's charity. It called? What alliance? It's called the what? Illinois Safe School Alliance. Illinois Safe School Alliance. Right. I wonder if every state has... They don't, but it's simple and they should. Because schools do need education, whether it goes into the GSA. Wait, let me get this straight. Schools need education? The teachers need to be educated. The staff needs to be educated on how to deal with queer or anybody under the rainbow. Um they have to deal with these kids and a lot of teachers and and educators don't know yeah how to deal with these kids they don't know how to deal with a trans kid they don't know how to deal with a gender non yeah, you know yeah. so these places like illinois safe school alliance help with that so it was really fun and benda la creme and i uh hosted it together and we had a really good time had you guys worked together like that before yeah we've done a few things together but never hosted um obviously i've toured and and she's been on the tour we've done shows together but we got to host together which was really fun and she and i have different styles of delivery and and you know she's always eternally delightful and yeah and i'm always eternally miserable so yeah. it's really funny because i dig dig the whole time and she's what was the thing you told me you told you said oh she stage? was talking so at roscoe's she told me before we went on this is the very per- first place um, I ever did drag. And I was in a contest and I won. And the contest was called Drag Race. Really? Yes. Bendela Creme? That's how long ago. Before the show. Uh-huh. Um, so she and she was standing up there. I said, tell everybody the story about how this was the first stage. She's saying, yes, yeah, so how she did the show. And it was a contest. She would have to come back each week. And I said, did you quit? <laughs> and the whole audience is like, ooh. Oh, the shade. The shade. But Bendela Creme could handle it. Yeah. She can handle it. Whereas some queens probably would have not handled it very well. But Bendela yeah. throws it back. Yeah. Isn't that funny though? You know, you always assume that people who have walked the road that we've walked have a really big sense of humor. Because the I always assume that the only way you can survive this life outside of the 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 status quo is to have a sense of humor. But But what I'm finding, Rue, is that everybody's sense of humor is different. I find that out specifically in to- touring with the girls or um, even doing clubs. And with, of course, she did have a sense of humor about it. Yes. She's really funny and she yeah. gets it and she's smart. Um, but at times, a lot of a lot of times, smart people don't allow the humor in mm-hmm. because they're too busy being serious. Or, or, yeah, or they can't resist to take the bait for their ego to uh, make uh, make an issue out of Make something. a decision that they're angry. Make or, a decision yeah, yeah, or yeah, that yeah. your intention behind a joke or something uh, is is with malice. Correct. She was grateful and gracious and not like that. And I was grateful that she wasn't like that. But I knew that she's not like that. But you find out along the way that not everybody can have a sense of humor. And that's so discouraging, especially in in gay bars or queer venues yeah. and stuff. It's like, guys, we're all in this together. Like, yeah. this is called shade. And when I grew up, shade was the ultimate. I mean, I love like that was what we did. Yeah, now, in the and, ballroom and of course, scene, and, and the intention is not to hurt someone's never. Feelings. It's just interesting that people will intentionally misinterpret something, a joke or whatever, 
so that it makes it about someone trying to hurt them. Uh, rather that happens than, a lot. It happens a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, having grown up, uh, my my parents were country folks from Louisiana, and uh, we moved to San Diego. And then I left my mother's house when I was 15 and went out into the world, really. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and was around all different walks, pe- different kinds of people, different walks of life. And I had to make the decision at one point, um, am I going to be offended by everything, or right. am I just going to give people a break, even if... Even if they did mean to hurt my feelings, I was going to give them a break because that would not help me. It would only keep me in a, a, a place that wasn't moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't going to allow my ego to co-opt every situation that I may have perceived as harm, not, not harmful, but as shade, shade or maybe 15 years old, you 15 did? years old, I made that decision. That's, so you've always been kind of otherworldly. I don't know how otherworldly is. I've always been a survivor. I've always known that I needed to get from point A to point B. And I couldn't take all of the baggage from my country ass parents or right. from my, San, my neighborhood in San Diego. I knew I couldn't take that with me. I knew I had to unload some of that that's that you had a lot of foresight though not skin no sight. yeah and yeah. i have to say that for me um i wouldn't have had that vision at 15 the vision that i did have around that age was i don't fit in and yeah. at this point i don't want to mm-hmm. so i decided to just be me at that point and didn't care what people thought about me mm. but i spent a whole lot of time letting my ego take over and being hurt and that's when I had to my only choice choice in survival was to go the other way and say fuck it I don't want to fit when in when did that happen probably at 13 14 my, my the worst age for a girl mm-hmm. because your body's going through changes um I was chubby them hormones bitch they were just kicking in and I did not fit in and I told you I loved the sex pistols at that point and I just went full balls deep into punk rock and mm. gave myself a mohawk and dyed it blue and didn't I just didn't care because if you weren't going to like me then I should just be true to who I am mm-hmm. and like what I want to like and try all the freaky deaky shit because boys didn't like me I had girlfriends but not the you know not really popular mm-hmm. girls I was like kind of you know a loser yeah. and I decided that that was okay but I didn't have the idea to forgive people or not let my ego get affected. Like my ego got affected until the point where I shut down completely and said, I don't care. Yeah. Well, listen, don't get me wrong. I let it roll over me like water off a duck's back. But at the same time, don't don't know that I was still keeping a record of who said what. <laughs> I was keeping track. I was keeping track. And I, you know, I understood that um, uh, it was important for me to know where where it was safe. But um, but I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let it affect me in a way that would stop me. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you know, I remember in school I went to school in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, so I'd be around some kids, all white kids, mostly white kids, and uh, in the drama department, and they would say, "Oh, um, you know, just like those black people." Um, but and then they look at me and go, "But you know, not like you, Ru. right? Not like you, right? You know, what you said people. was so offensive just mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah." What do they say? Not like you is supposed to like to take you out of it, right? Yeah, I, but um, you're okay. You're a good one of them. Exactly. That's disgusting. But at the same time, um, I I duly noted, got it. But I'm not going to make it. Uh, make I'm not going to stop being in the drama department because kids are being stupid. Yeah, you know. Well, you also had to look out for you and doing yeah. what you wanted to do, and you were enjoying being in the drama department. I think there comes a time and. That, you know, we're talking about very tender ages, 13, yeah. 15. 
those those ages are tough. And I, I wish I had the ability to um, say, okay, I'm going to give them a chance at that age, but I didn't. Instead, I was greatly hurt by the shit that boys would say to me, you know, calling me names, calling me ugly, whatever I was. Um, that's why now, even though I don't hold grudges, I know who the people are. I don't hold grudges, but when I see them, it's like, I don't need to be your friend. And like, if they'll try to friend on Facebook, it's like, no, there's no need to Mm -hmm. because we're not friends. You don't need to know what's going on in my life. You can just watch the Emmys. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best payback, bitch. Yeah. Now, speaking of the Emmys, uh, this was your third time going? Yeah, our third year. So the second one for, no, the first year we went to primetime, we spent the time in the lobby. Right. The second time we sat in there and we were up for no, we went to Creative Arts. Yes. Then we went to Prime Time right. in one year. Correct. Then the next year we didn't go to Creative Arts, but we went to Prime Time. That's right. And this year we did both. We did. And so you this won is your both, fifth bitch. time. Your fifth time at the oh, Emmys. I wasn't including Creative Arts. Oh, because those aren't the real. Well, I was just doing yeah the three years <laughs> in a row. Three years in a row. So what was different about this year? What? what well, we aside won. Aside from winning, yes. <laughs> But what did you notice? Did you, were you more relaxed? Were you relaxed the first time? I was definitely more relaxed this time. Mm-hmm. And as the show gets bigger, I feel that people our show as our show gets bigger. RuPaul's Drag Race as RuPaul's Drag Race gets bigger, I feel more and more people understand who we are as mm-hmm. a group. They don't need to, but like when we walked down the red carpet this time versus last time, I could feel the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, people were wanting us to come to their show, whereas the last time they still didn't really get us. What do you mean come to our their like, show? Like if they're standing there, extras there, ease there, everybody was oh, trying the to get us. Entertainment reporters. Yes. Yeah. Whereas the first time they weren't trying, you know, mm-hmm. so, as much. They were there, but it's like you know who watches it because they care when we walk by and you can see it in their faces. Now, you've reported from the red carpet before, haven't you? Yes, for VH1 many moons ago. Yeah. For what awards show? Grammys. Uh-huh. And um, are you gobsmacked at the level of questions? I mean, the oh, level of- Oh, let's talk about You want to talk about let's questions? talk about questions. It's interesting. I wish other people, I wish people listening could, could experience what it's like to answer not only the same questions over and over, but some of the dumbest questions- you could possibly ask un un uh, interesting questions. You could possibly, you know. Now you and I have interviewed people for years. Yes, I did it for countless years on radio. You did it on radio, on talk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with basic questions because sometimes they set the stage. That's right. That's right. Barbara Walters does it. Sure. You know the Diane Sawyer, the great greats. They start. Yeah. Remember when Elsa Clinch on CNN used to say to a designer. Are pants important? Right. And the answer is yes. Yes. But they were going somewhere. They were, they were, they were jump off points yes. for, the, for the interviewee Correct. to uh, elaborate. Right. Are and pants important? Yes, Elsa. <laughs> but the issue is the people that interviewed us, and I'm not, I'm not saying you all suck and you should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I'm, what I am saying is get a little more creative and dig a little deeper. Ooh. Because- as we're standing there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, we're at the Emmys. There's nothing wrong with saying, who are you excited to see on the red carpet? That's fine. Everybody mm-hmm. asks that. It's boring. Mm-hmm. But every single one asked us that. And every single one asked us what we're binging right now on yeah. television. Nobody gives a shit yeah. what we're binging. Right, right. How many times can I say Veep? Right. How many times can you say The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. It's like, it's stupid, guys. Yeah. Get more creative. You don't like if you want to ask us what we're wearing. That's fine because we all, we make a statement for on yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. That's cute, but there's so much more you could ask. the 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 questions were literally the 
Same. Yes. Every they... single one. The only ones that weren't were the people that were huge fans of the show. Yeah. Well, when you have an organic uh, conversation, when you're just being in the moment, you, yeah. sure, prepare questions all you want. But then also just um, your own natural uh, inquisitive. Charisma. Yes. Listen, I remember being at the Grammys and I had to interview, not Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel. Oh boy, that sounds like a laugh riot. Well, as see, you know it because you know what I'm dealing uh-huh. with. And there were plenty. Like I interviewed Fiona Apple and they were scared to death because they said she's going to walk by you. She doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. She came over to me like a moth to a flame uh-huh. and we got on like a house on fire. Can I throw in any more analogies? Yeah. Who was the moth? Who was the flame? Um, I was the flame. <laughs> oh my God. And she was great. But the point is, you have to have something to go with here. You have to give them some excitement yeah. to get it back. Yeah. Art Garfunkel was so boring. I couldn't uh-huh. I couldn't like I couldn't even get like my eye yeah. was twitching. Yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to get something uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um it's like when I've talked to I've had accountants in the past, not yes. my current one, but yes. accountants in the past, where as soon as they open their mouth, I start getting really sleepy. Have you ever had that? Yeah, of course. You know <laughs> what's coming. Oh You're God. programmed. It's like Pavlovian. <laughs> So, but Art ended up being okay. And you know why? Because they talked about his child who was there that was literally a doppelganger, hair and all. Little fro. Oh my God. It was the cutest thing. So I wanted to talk about the kid. kid, So I was like, well, no DNA test needed for this one, huh? You know? And of course it took him a minute. He was like, (laughs) so the point is. Did you say, how much do you hate Paul Simon? (laughs) No, I should (laughs) have. And in any other world, I would have, but it was on VH1, so I didn't do it. Oh, my God. But uh, at that point, that was in 97 or something. Oh. Yeah. So it's, okay, you don't know. I'm not a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to talk to him about. It's funny you say that because upstairs um, a minute ago with the people I'm working with, um, without saying, giving yes, any too yes. much away, um, I did a Dirty Charades and I did um, uh Jizz over troubled waters. That's great. Like a jizz (laughs) over. I didn't know what I was. I saw him coming. I knew that VH1, who didn't play any rap music back then or anything black, um, which is where my source of knowledge comes Mm -hmm. from. They were going to want to talk to him because he's a legend. Like I talked to Jacob Dylan too, and I know nothing about Bob Dylan. Right, right. But I knew that Jacob Dylan was cute. Yep. And the Wallflowers had some songs. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, So. When people like that come, I see them come and I start, my head starts going Rolodex. Yeah. Give me some info because I don't have it. Oh, trust me. So I understand what those people were going through. Like, yeah. I don't have it. I watch RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. I don't well, know anything about not, these they gay don't people. Belong to be, they don't belong in front of a microphone then. Honestly, if you can't make a conversation On a with dime. just anyone. Yes. You know, a lot of these talk shows will want to pre-interview me several times before I do a talk show. I'm like, bitch, you know, you don't, don't pre-interview me. I, listen, I know how to talk. Right. I know how to talk. Just get, let me at them. Let me at them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Know, so yeah. the point was, you guys, listen, it doesn't take a lot. It, it Even if you have basic questions that are not, what are you watching right now on right. TV? Nobody gives a shit what Nobody we're watching. They don't. Well, yeah, you know what I do when I'm being interviewed. They ask me a oh, question I know and I do. will answer what I want to answer. It doesn't have, have anything to do with what they ask me. Yep. So they'll ask Ruth something that's really boring about politics or whatever. And by the way, we're down to talk about it. Sure. But do it in the right way. Yeah. Ru will just go, well, RuPaul's Drag Race is up for 12. Like, he'll yeah. just say what he wants to say. That's and it's right. Brilliant. Or, you know, you can always preface it by saying, wow, that's an interesting question. Because, you know, it reminds me of the time on Drag Race. Yes. When uh, Turn it we around. Turn that shit. Or, who was Vicky Sue Robinson? Turn that beat around, bitch. That's right. That's right. That was so stupid. Turn it around. But <laughs> it so was. So stupid. Ret- yeah. was, no, no. It stupid. Was, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Re- no, no, no. No, it was ridiculous. Yes, a oh, ridiculous. That is <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> 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 
my goodness. No, but yes. It's, but you know, it's a, like a, we should teach a master class in being interviewed and how to interview. First of all, if you want to interview people, you first of all, you just have to be interested. I am naturally inquisitive. I'm naturally interested in people. What, what gets them out of bed in the morning? What gets them out of bed in the morning? And that, you start there. Start there. It doesn't have to be brains brain no. surgery it no, just it does, it's a lot easier than it was yeah and and walking down i said i can't believe they asked there was a few of them that left you like mouth agape like yeah i'm not gonna answer this is so stupid yeah it's, it's ridiculous so it's just interesting that these people in media can't do better like up your game it makes me feel like they are bored yeah, I'm sure they are i mean the, and there was that one girl we're not going to name any names um you know yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember her? Yeah. And she uh, is like, hon, yeah. you really should be doing something else. Correct. Yeah. There's a few. Hey, um, we're, we're going to talk more about the uh, Emmys uh, after this break. Girl, I love me some Bowling Branch sheets, honey. Mm. They are so soft and so good, and they get better the more you wash them. They really do, you guys. Why and is that? Well, it's the organic cotton. Yeah. That's why when you get... you. Get what you pay for. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And in this case, it's a whole lot less because you know luxury sheets can cost up to $1,000 a Oh, store. I know. I know. But Bowling Brand sheets are only a couple hundred bucks. And I'm telling you, everything they make from bedding to blankets is made with that 100% organic cotton, which means they start out super soft and get even softer over time, which is what you're talking about. So get started right now. Our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at BowlingBranch.com with the promo code RU. We are not lying to you. These are the best sheets ever. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch, like a tree, dot com. Promo code RUE. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code RU. You know, Michelle, most people are not brushing their teeth correctly. Did you know that? Yes. You have to brush longer. Yeah. Not only that, they don't know the right way to do it. They don't know when you switch sides. You yeah. know, it's... it's and changing their brush on time it, and it's so important i can't do not just with the health of your teeth but actually the health of your body everything people don't even realize that so much health is connected to your teeth and yeah. your gums yeah it could go to your brain yep it could go to your heart it certainly can you know the plaque on your teeth yeah that can dislodge and go into your heart that's right but that's why you got to take care of it so most brands of toothbrushes focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing but not our friends at quip so what makes quip so different well for starters quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amounts of vibrations to help clean your teeth. They have a built-in timer so you could take care of that stuff Rue was talking about. It helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes with uh, little pulses. So it goes, it basically stops for a second to tell you to switch sides. Yeah. And then it starts right back up. And that reminds you. And Quip has a subscription plan and they, for your health, not just for your convenience, they deliver new brush heads or on a dentist recommended schedule, which is every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash RU right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash RU. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash R-U. We are back. We're talking about the Emmys. It was a, a, a glorious evening for us. You know, I got to be in the opening skit and I got to- Oh, that pres- was so funny. Was it? Yeah. Ah. You know, there was a lot of mixed reviews on those hosts. I thought they did a great job. I did too. I, did I don't too. know why people thought they weren't fun. I thought they were so funny. I thought it was good. And I thought it was condensed and concise. And it was very different from other Emmy Awards. I loved it. 
let me tell you something. We were there. Yeah. And we don't have to sit through the commercials and stuff. But yeah. I have to tell you, the way they did it with the people doing their shtick and then the 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 um Chiron, what do you call uh-huh. them? The videos doing yeah. the presenting. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. It flowed so much better. I thought so. But the reviews weren't, weren't so good. No, I, I loved it. I loved it. I don't like sitting through uh, award oh, shows. Oh, honey. I will tape that shit. Yeah. And I will fast forward it. Was it was great. And yeah. I thought those two were funny. Yes, I think... The big point was they were trying to say it was just an extended SNL, but so what? I love a mashup. You know, um, I think it's important now for um, shows to in, reinvent themselves and do some mashups. You know, it's like uh, it's like um, Drake doing a guest star on a Nicki Minaj record. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's that. nothing. It makes it's two great tastes to taste great together. It will be you know, my around fa- forever and ever. Yes, my favorite part of the show, honestly was that was that band and it was so familiar because that's the Saturday Night Live band and you hear it and you go wait a minute how do I know it's, oh the Ricky Minor Orchestra is that what they're called no it's not Ricky Minor Am I, is that, what shows Ricky Minor do no Ricky Minor used to be um, Whitney Houston's uh, music director <laughs> I'm just making shit up actually I met him uh, at the Whitney uh, uh, documentary he was he was there Ricky Minor did I make that up you did you did. You made that up I, he, I don't know where he doesn't do from. one of the, the he doesn't do Saturday Night Live I, listen unless you know something I don't no I, I'm always wrong with these things especially when it comes to it's music. not Ricky Minor Ricky Minor was her Whitney Houston's musical director for years and years and years and years who runs the, the SNL band I don't know I do not care but I do t- I will tell you this huh. they were I'm at wrong. the Emmys yeah they were at the Emmys so and that's they were- the band that's on SNL they yeah. were so good they were good and I loved Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen that was my favorite people part. did not get that I got it made me laugh I just think she's so funny. so funny what Alex I was so Ricky Minor was on. Clear your throat. Go ahead. Ricky Minor was the band. Uh, Bailey on Tonight Show. Oh, the Tonight Show. Oh, the Tonight Show. All right. Look at you, girl. I knew something. You know, something was said. Something had been said. Something was said. I don't know what had been said. Something had been said. But the band was great and they were behind a wall the whole time. Now, you were up there a lot. So not only presenting with Leslie Jones, talk about them. And I was in the opening skit. In the opening skit. Presenting with Leslie Jones. And then. Of Going course, up there to snatch some trophies. Bitch. Um, but as you were there, I made a friend with my seatmate who I never really got ever. Uh-huh. And I talked to him all night. Uh-huh. And it was Carson Daly. Oh. And I said, listen, his wife went to get a drink about an hour and a half ago. Yeah. she. We were sending out APB smoke signals to find his wife. And I said- Maybe she got several drinks. She, oh, she did. She was funny, that woman. I uh, liked her. Uh. RuPaul had been gone. The seat was empty. The seat filler when you know, and yeah. then Carson has seat filler. So I started talking to Carson. I said, "I'm just going to talk to you." Yeah. I said because I did radio, and we started talking about blah, blah, blah. and he ended up. We ended up getting along so well. I saw you guys. Yeah, we totally. He were seemed really chill. So chill, so funny, so sweet. He lives. He lives on Long Island, which is crazy. And he was talking about California. I go, where are you from? After we were slagging off the people in California, I said, where are you from? He goes, Santa Monica. You are kidding me. <laughs> he grew up out here. Don't, does he live on uh, in Great Neck? Manhasset. Good Neck? Great Neck. Okay Neck. It's he average just, Maybe neck. just Neck. Just Neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid Neck. Uh-huh. He lives in Manhasset. Uh-huh. And I was like, Why? Uh-huh. Isn't the voice recording out here? Yeah. Um, so I real don't I don't know why. It probably gives him an opportunity to get away from his wife. Probably. She lives out there with him. Oh, okay. So, but no, but when he comes here, he said he's out here about forty five percent of the time. Yeah. Because um, I told him how I when I first moved here, I approached his boss, who I will name, 
um, on the radio, <laughs> Kevin Weatherly, who's a who's a big wig at CBS Radio at the time, which is now Entercom because CBS sold. Uh-huh. Um, and I met with him and he basically was forced to meet with me when I came out here. Now, understand this, y'all. When I moved out to L.A., I had left radio after 17 years. Um, I walked away and decided if I'm and I spoke to Rue about it, I spoke to Leah. And both of them were like, if you want to be in TV, bitch, you need to get here. That's Do right. It. That's I right. want you here. Yeah. So I did. And guys, when I came out here, you know, I did. I was not making a lot of money. Drag Race was still a small show. Mm-hmm. Um. I had 401k money that mm-hmm. I lived off of because I had no savings really, mm. you know, and I was the only breadwinner, still am for a family of four and taking care of my dad. And um, I had to um, use every penny that I had, put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And I met with this guy, um, the head of the CBS radio group at the time here in LA. He met me at Starbucks. He was basically looking past me the whole time, not mm. even looking me in the eye. Mm. And I know the thing is, I have a track record. Yeah. I wasn't some bitch that came out of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, no shade, who didn't have any experience. I had 17 years of morning radio in market number one, mm-hmm. market number two, Hilaire. and market number 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he did not even give me a chance and not yeah. even, I even was talking to radio stations in Ventura, which oh. is like market 7,528. <laughs> and I was like, you can have me. Yeah. And Kevin ignored me and I told Carson the whole story. He said, well, Maybe if you would have done it, we still would have been on the air. So, right, right. Because he's not on the air now. Yeah. But yeah. he's so... Carson, one thing he's really good at, Carson Daly, uh, is radio. He yeah. is a good radio DJ. Really? That's a high high praise coming from yes. a radio lady like yourself. It's not a personality like you'd hear in like Elvis Duran yeah. or even Ryan Seacrest, but he is a damn good DJ. Wow. So after talking to him, I thought we, you know, I was like, yeah, it could have been. What could have been Carson? Yeah, he um, he's not on the radio anymore. No, so he's just doing the voice, and I think he does stuff on the Today he Show. A, he know he has the Carson Daly Show, Last Call. Is that that's not on anymore? I'm sure it is. Are you kidding me? No, it's on. It's on. Yeah, and last he call. let's not forget he was the original TRLer. That's right. That was his show. That was his show. He was show. TRL. Yeah. So anyway, I had a really great night talking to him. Yeah. And I had a really great night talking to Michelle Dockery, who plays Lady Mary. In- yeah, I saw her. It, you know, I saw that girl in a dress. That girl. The Carolina and Herrera. And then later, when I saw the newspapers. Is it still on? When I saw his show. Carol's still last on. Call, Good for him. When I saw the newspapers, I said, oh, that's Michelle Dockery. Yeah. Because she didn't. She doesn't look like she looks like on television. No, no, she doesn't. She's really tiny. Well, I know she was tiny yeah. from Downton Abbey. Yeah. But um, uh, she didn't look like herself. She was, in person, she looks much younger. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. and she had bangs also, and mm-hmm. that threw me off. Because she was there nominated for Godless, I believe. Yes. She is a wonderful, wonderful woman. So I talked to her for a while. Titus was sitting not too far from right, us. Right, right. So um, Heidi and Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn were right behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the kids from Handmaid's Tale. It was just, there was a lot more energy this year for us mm-hmm. in the air. So when we won it, we, we didn't even hesitate. Like you looked at me and you said, you didn't even waste any time. There's no hugging. You were just like, let's go get it. Let's go get it. And I was like, okay. And you grabbed my hand uh-huh. and you held my hand all the way up. You know, you showed me the footage when we were on our way to the HBO party or some other party. You showed me the footage that had been sent to you by Cara Delevingne. Yes. First of all, why do you? Ha- why does Cara Delevingne have your phone number? Um, we met and we got along really great. She's, yeah. You know, she's just precious. Uh. And so she texted it to me. So she, it's so Michelle showed me a text from Car Delavine of Car Delavine taping the television <laughs> with her phone. As she was watching it, yeah. 
And and so I got to see the escape, the the, the tape, because when I got up there, when I saw it, my, I, my this is my mind going, okay, okay, Rue, they called your name. Stand up. Look at, first of all, look at Michelle. Yes. Stand up. Say, grab her hand. Uh-huh. Step around, over these people. Uh-huh. Um, now look down. Make sure your pants are over the boots. Now walk up the stairs. So you had a thing going in your I head. had to yeah. because in those situations, it's such a surreal thing. It's like being underwater or or yes. being in a dream where yes. you're like, and I know this because I've been on stage in front of a lot of people for years and years. And it goes I, in slow motion? It goes in slow motion. But almost in fast slow motion. It's the, you can't ex- explain no. it. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. So uh, I knew what I wanted to say. Uh, and But afterwards, I remember thinking, did I get to say, did I say all the names? Yes. Because... You, you you can't and I looked very composed and together and did. I did and what I said made sense but afterwards you can't you don't know if it made sense or not I would even think in the moment that's why people write it down and I don't blame them for yeah. writing it down but you did a swell job for not writing it down yeah, yeah. and it was that moment of and it's so funny if you go back and watch the footage you'll see me as you take my hand and we leave Carson Daly bless him goes uh-huh. congrats and I turn around and I go thanks because he was like my new BFF at the moment. And I totally just blasted out of there, you know? And, yeah. And um, it's a mo- I stood up there taking in that moment. You, yeah. If you watch me, yeah. you'll see me scanning the room going, yeah. oh my God, I'm on stage at the Emmys. Uh-huh. Look, uh-huh. like I see this person. Yeah. Jennifer Lewis is standing up like uh-huh. a crazy woman. And yeah. it was like, the people that are our friends yeah. were really amazing. You know, wow. that love our show. And you could, uh-huh. like Leslie Jones was yes. just going insane. That's and- the only person I saw. I didn't see anyone else. Like, there's a sea of people. But my mind, because I'm thinking about what I'm saying. You didn't saying. see Jen. Rue, by the time everybody, because they were standing up. Yeah. When they, they were sat- gave us a standing ovation. They did. I did not Did not see that, that either. Me yeah. either. When they sat down, Jennifer in her Nike sweatshirt stayed up, uh-huh. screaming uh-huh. at us. Just She didn't care who was behind her. Yeah. She was just so excited. Well, that gives you some insight into what is going because I did not see a standing ovation. Me neither. I did not see Jennifer Lewis. Yes. I'm focused on trying to get this thing. And by the way, when on the red carpet, people say, Do you have an acceptance speech planned out? And I'm like, I've been, I've had an acceptance speech since I was five years old. True so, story. True story. So, you know, um, uh, yeah, of course. I told you I've been signing my autographs since like first grade. Exactly. And my name was Mickey Lynn. Exactly. Went- <laughs> did I ever tell you Yes, you story? did. Your yes. stage name my- is Mickey Lynn. That's what it was when I was in first grade and second grade. <laughs> it's a great name, by I the way. I told you my first name that I ever, my first thing I ever sang in public was second grade. I was eight years old. And I sang Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah. And I played it on the organ. Yes. And I did it for a talent show. And I won. Yes. Our listeners know Michelle very well. So Mickey, the Mickey Lynn, Lynn story. Was my name. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Ah, ah, so next year when we win, can you please thank Mickey Lynn? Yes. Okay. Ah, ah, people will ah, understand. Ah, <laughs> it's our code name. Oh, Mickey Lynn. Mickey Lynn. Oh, the great Mickey Lynn. Yes, yes, oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. So, um, so what you happens, did all that. Did all that. What happens is after that, we are ushered through this gauntlet of it's press. A ga- it's a gauntlet. These press totally. things. Yes. So first of all. We're up there, and the whole group who've worked with us for ten years, yeah. year after year after year, they all snatched. They all got an award. Yeah, we're led backstage, where we're led to another 
microphone and a camera so, where we get to thank the people that you would have forgotten. That you forgot. Before. You didn't forget anybody. I didn't forget anybody. Where was like, I forgot to thank Michelle. I go, I'm right here. Yeah, right. You right. don't have to. And then, so we do that pressing and then we go to the the press room. No, no. then we go to outside to another room where everybody gets to snatch their trophies. Correct. And then after that, we didn't go to the press room. After that, we went to the different... Then all the people that interviewed us on the red carpet, there were some extra ones that are there for after. Yes. So we did those. There was like three or four of them. Then after that, we went into the proper press room with yes. Nikki, Nikki Fink. No, no not um, Nikki Fink. It was it's um Jeannie Wolf. Jeannie Wolf. Yes. From from the legendary, the legendary Jeannie Wolf from the original Entertainment yes. Tonight. Da, 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 da. Yes. Yes. And uh, and then from there, which is and that room, the press room, it has the worldwide press correct. in there. They're we talked to somebody there. from China. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, Israel. Yep. Israel, yeah. yep, everybody was in there. Then we're ushered to these different stations. It seems endless. Right. And it culminated in this one thing where they wanted me to sit down and play this game. Oh, no. And no, I, I had to no. say, I, I don't have the brain cells to be um, strategic or play a game. The only thing I can do is say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so thrilled. I, 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 of course, I had the same soundbite to every station because I did had nothing left. I was going to say, but at that, that time, Rue, it wasn't fair to throw you into a mind-numbing game. Yes. Yeah. I had nothing Yeah, left. not only did you want to, because then we were heading into parties. And even there, you're still networking. Still networking. Still playing a game. Still have, I've all day long, I've been playing do on all day all day what time did we get to the hotel we got to the hotel like noon 30 but i i started makeup at seven yeah so i'd been already talking thinking planning and then i met you at like noon noon 30 at the hotel and we started laughing kicking having fun but our brains started going yeah and then as the kids trickled in ross carson one by one that's when everything starts to get real. Yes. You know, and then we take our few pictures and then we walk on. We walk on. And that's when the game starts. The game starts. We yeah. do the red carpet. It's hot as hell on the red carpet. By the end of, and then we took our pictures last. It's like, you should take our pictures first before we get too sweaty. Yeah. But when we do, then we do this gauntlet of press uh, stations and you're asked the same question and your brain at the end of it is just like mush. Yeah. Because it's, it's. You're on the red carpet, and then there go. Oh wow! There goes um, there goes Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, yes. there goes um, all these stars, and your mind is swirling around. Nikolaj Karsuvarsov. Yeah, Nik- that guy. He was there. Yeah, and then there's Margot Martindale. Oh, Margot Martindale, we love you. And, uh, and there's oh, they're hi Heidi Klum, and yeah, and it's your brain is swimming. So then you get inside, and of course I am taken downstairs to where to prepare with the Saturday Night Live people. Yes, and of course down there is uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, because she's dating Colin Jost with the gorgeous nose. Uh huh. Have you have you seen his nose? Uh-uh. It. Perfect. It's perfect. It's the the nose you want a plastic surgeon to do. Your for nose you. is pretty perfect too. Well, no, my nose is crooked. His cro- n- nose is not crooked. Like my nostrils are irregular. Not really. His nostrils are. Your nose are perfect. Your nose and is his nose. He doesn't have a nose job either. He's just, that's he's a born real LA, but gaga. nose. Yeah. Well, they're dating Scarlett Johansson, and so she looks beautiful. She did. Yeah. In the room, in the room downstairs is um, uh, her, 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 uh. John Legend. Uh, was Alec Baldwin down there too? He was in another room. Okay. When I was about to present with with Leslie, they took us to this red room that had Alec Baldwin, um, Jerry Stiller's son, Ben, ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even see him. Uh, did, I thought they gave an award. 
Ben Stiller? He, and and Patricia Arquette, because he directed her I in a movie. I didn't see uh, both of them. They were both back there. I love Patricia Arquette. I love her. My first yeah. time meeting her. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, um, uh, I'm Rick James, bitch. What's his name? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was back there. And he said, you know what? We used to live in the same building together. I said, I know. Because when, when you and I moved in back- In New York. In New York. Mm. You and I moved back to New York in 04 or the beginning of 05, whatever. I was living in corporate housing until the tenant left my apartment. Oh. And we, he and I were both In your living, other apartment? Yes. And then he said, the next time he saw me was he and I rolled down in an elevator in motherfucking South Africa. What? And I didn't know he was in an elevator in South Africa, but he and I were staying in the same hotel in Johannesburg, Jayburg. And he said, yeah, that was the next time I saw you after- I love He was brilliant. Him. He had on these, the most beautiful Tom Ford glasses in the world. And you didn't steal them? I asked him, I because he, he had the yellow lenses mm-hmm. in them. He, they were tortoise shell. I'm going to go copy them. I'm going to go find those motherfucking glasses. Yeah. You'll find them for me. Yeah, just tell they me. I'll square, go get them. They were beautiful. And they, were, they weren't too small for his I face. I can guarantee that they're a recent collection. They're not going to be a vintage piece. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I love Dave Chappelle. So I love Dave much. Chappelle. Uh, Tracy Morgan, too. I love him, too. I saw. I met him there, too. Did you? Mm-hmm. I love him. I just love what they've been through, and they've mm-hmm. been, everybody, they've all, they've both been, it was very public. Dave's shit was public. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's one of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah, he's brilliant. He don't steal shit. Yeah. He is him, yep. unapologetically. I love him. And that's I love why him. I love him, too. Yeah. yeah. And Alec Baldwin was was uh, in there, too. And I'm going to his see, wife looked gorgeous. I'm going to see Alec Baldwin next week, because I'm going to, he's going to interview me for his show. In New York, he has a show on ABC. Uh, um, talk a show. talk show, yeah, nighttime, nighttime. I think I don't know. He's not a daytime person. N- probably not. Yeah, no, no. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, good, good yeah. for you. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that. Lots I, to I talk love, about. Love Alec Baldwin. Yeah, me too. Hey, we're gonna go to a break right now. We'll be right back after this. You know, Michelle, most people don't brush their teeth correctly. And the other thing is that they hold on to their toothbrushes for too long. You Uh know that old toothbrush you have? You got to throw that away. Throw it away or start cleaning your jewelry with it. Exactly. And there is a better way to do this for yourself. And that's that's with Quip. That is with Quip, Rue. That's because most brands focus on doing like gimmicks and stuff, flashy stuff, rather than better brushing, but not our friends at Quip. So why is Quip so different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of those bulkier brushes. You know what I'm talking about. They still pack the right amount of vibrations and the right amount of punch just to clean your teeth. I'm telling you, Quip has a built-in timer. It helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes with, with guiding pulses. So basically, they remind you to switch sides. You'll be brushing your teeth, you're guiding along, all of a sudden it stops for a second or a millisecond. Yeah. That means time to switch sides. Next, they have a subscription plan and the plans are for our health, not just for convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide, worldwide. Quip also comes with the mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to so here's the thing you guys you put it on your mirror i, I put it up and never took it down yeah. but you can take it down to use it as a travel thing yeah and it's not a giant travel container it's just a little thing container no, it's, it's, just a, it's yeah it's perfect it's tr- it's slim and trim 
It's sleek. Mm -hmm. That's the thing with the quip. It's sleek. And everyone loves the quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions. And it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers who use quip every day like Rue and I. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash Rue right now, you get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash rue that's g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash r-u we are back we're talking about the emmys wow what a night uh by the time we, it was done as you know uh, uh saturday night live lauren michaels um produced this year's emmy telecast so that explains why all the saturday night live people were in attendance and in the show well and hosting. thank god they were because it was funny listen again I'm not saying I kiss Emmy's ass because I got no no ass I need to kiss. Mm-hmm. But it, being there, and me, me, I didn't watch it. I was there. Yeah, I laughed at many jokes. Yeah, I did at the, too. that those boys did. Yeah, I thought. But it was fantastic. they're the newsboys, so it's dry wit. It's really sarcastic and dry wit, and I like yeah. that. Yeah, and that Maya Rudolph can do <clears throat> no wrong in my book. Well, you know, she was originally supposed to be in our skit, but they cut it um, at the last minute. Well, the skit, that skit, the skit was cute. Yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, was she fine. did her thing with Fred. I want to talk about the after party. Um, well, first, I know where you're going. So let's do yeah. the first moment. Well, yeah, because we went to the, the Netflix Netflix party, party first. first. But I think we got there kind of early. You think so? Yeah, because as, I heard that the popo shut it down. Oh, you're right. So we left at the right time. We left. We got there at the right time. But I tell you something about Netflix, bitch. They don't play around. They had a full... Make as you want sushi bar. Mm-hmm. Like it was not no pigs and blankets. Mm-hmm. Sushi bar, really nice stuff. Um, we ran into um, Tommy Dorfman and Catherine, forgive me. Lang- Lang- Langford. Yeah. Langford yeah. or Langford, one of them from uh, 13 Reasons yeah. Why. Love Tommy. So it was lovely seeing them. And then Alyssa Milano was there with her hubby, David. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we The girl s- from Dear White People. Oh, Logan Browning. We yeah. love her. She That girl is so beautiful. She was there with her mama. Yeah. Fred Armisen and, and Natasha, Natasha Leon. Friends, friends of uh, ours. Oh, no. We we got to meet with the big boss. Mr. Ted, Netflix. Yeah. Ted, um, say his name, Michelle. It's, it's a Greek letter. How what? do you say it? Sarandos. Sarandos? No, no, no. D. Sarandos. Serranos. Okay, she's going to look it up. Um, and Because we'll say it wrong. Lovely wife. Gorgeous. So that was great. Ted Serranos. Yeah, say Serranos. You, you said it right. I've been saying Ted Serranos. No. He told you there was no D. You said Ted Serranos. You were right. Oh, no. He said the he D. He said no D. He's oh. he's in love with the D. He oh, loves the D. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it a big D or a little D? <laughs> Alex. Uh oh! So we got to meet him on the way out. Like everything was divine intervention. Like everything happened the way, especially if the popo came. Uh Um, And then we went to HBO. Then we went to HBO, which was clear across town. But let me preface it now: HBO every year is like is like for the variety. Like it's the party. It's the party. Like varieties for the Oscar, Vanity Fair for the Oscars. Uh It's the party for the Emmys. HBO. It's huge. Huge food stations everywhere. But people by this time, even though it was only. Half an hour later, were it's an hour later. We an hour, were there okay. an hour later okay. after we left the awards. Fair people at the HBO party were lit. They yeah. were so drunk. Yep. So what happens is, yes, Rue is a public figure. Yes, Rue is an Emmy winner. Yes, to everybody who's got that, because I believe firmly. I've always wanted to be a star, 
if it's part of my life to be in the public eye and it's my if I get a shitty picture taken it's my fault whatever Mm -hmm. people are not going to be relentless I think there's a fine line with kids don't need to get into that so you don't have a problem with that but it's the way I was watching and trying to be as protective because I don't care I'll I'll cock block somebody Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. people were so drunk at this point that there's no inhibitions yeah so they were literally grabbing Rue now I'm not saying touching or pointing Mm -hmm. or or saying excuse me it was grabbing him by the arm and saying come here come on let's do a selfie not even introducing themselves not even saying I'm sorry to bother you nothing nothing it was so rude and I didn't see them doing it to anybody else except Rue and I think it's because of the kind of show that we are and and who yeah and I pretend to be a really nice person on television correct Correct. I, yeah, they Correct. get the impression that I'm really that nice. Friend, yeah, but it's still even if you are or aren't, the way that people do it right. is rude. Yeah, and by that time everybody's drunk. Like I yeah. said, she didn't have she didn't throw back a few a cocktails. few times because yeah. there was four white people on the dance floor uh-huh. and everybody at the bar. You know, yeah. but then Lauren Michaels comes running up to Rue. Yeah. I wouldn't say running okay, up. Approach. I Because uh, I was dealing with I'm a, 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 grump, a bunch of people. Give me traumatic license. And I didn't see him come no, over. we were talking to uh, Jonathan, our agent. Yes. We were talking to him. And all of a sudden, uh, I guess there's a tap on my arm or something. I get around. There's Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Who came up to Rue. Okay. He came up to Rue and yeah. introduced himself and said... <laughs> I'm a fan of your work. Yeah. Congra- congratulations. He said, congratulations. And uh, you did you did a great job tonight. Great job tonight. Fan of the show. Fan of your work. And he said, you know, they talked for a little bit. I, I was riding the train the whole time. Listening. Uh. And he said, this won't be the last time. Or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Something was said. We'll, we'll we'll meet again real soon. Yeah. He said, oh, he, no. He said, we'll continue this conversation real soon. Something to that effect. Something but I know was said. Something all I knew was said. in that moment that you're going to host SNL. That's what I, well, I got from that moment. Yeah, or something. But the fact that Lauren Michaels is the gatekeeper of comedy in Hollywood for the past 45 years. As he should be. As he should be, is is huge. It's, it's, it's almost, him saying that is almost up there with me getting an Emmy. It's like a golden ticket. It's like a golden and ticket. And by the way, he looked great. He looked great. Yeah. So I am saying that you're probably going to host SNL and I'll be waiting for a skit. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, with that said, it was such a great moment. But my favorite moment of the entire night, apart from winning the Emmy, of course, that's mm-hmm. just a given. Mm-hmm. And we're sharing this with you guys because we want you to know what goes on in Sydney's yeah. As we're leaving, they tell us, Rue's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, fine. My feet hurt anyway. Yeah. We go. We don't go for a long time to these parties. We go to work the room. Yeah. We work the room. We get our picture taken. We work the room. And then we go to and, the next thing. And that's it. Yeah. So as we're getting ready to leave, um, we bump into Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin, yeah. who, by the way, are one of my favorite couples together. Mm-hmm. I've loved him forever. Yeah. I was a huge Days fan. Yeah. Days of our lives. Clash of the Titans. Love him. Uh, just He's beautiful. And yeah. He still looks great. He's aged perfectly. Yeah. He looks great. So anyway, you guys watch her on Real Housewives and, and them because he's on there too. So they're like, guys, don't. So I see Lisa. She's like, you. We follow each other on Instagram and talk to each other all the time. So we finally got to meet. Big hugs. Wait, you didn't know her before that? We never met. What? We never met. That is crazy. Crazy. In all the years I in radio. I thought that you knew her. Nope. We're like the same person, me and Lisa. Yeah. yeah. No, but we, it was like, we got so much the same energy that it was either good or bad and it was really good. Mm-hmm. So we're leaving and she goes, you can't get out that way. They just turned us down. Come this way. Fine. We'll follow you, Lisa. Lead mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Her and Harry, we get to the exit and they're like, you can't come out this way. It's a fire exit. And Lisa mm-hmm. goes, hold on. Uh-huh. We just went to the front and they told us we can't go. And Harry's like, they just told us. they." And so we're standing there going, and I've said, I'm going to get involved. I'm yeah. New Jersey. Uh-huh. Uh, can we just go out here once? Like, 
listen, I know you're crazy, uh-huh. you know, and I try that tactic. Uh-huh. But listen, our cars are right there. Yeah. And he's got the Yemi. Everybody's yeah. bothering him for pictures. Can yeah. you please? Sorry, miss, we can't. Harry Hamlin goes, fine, I'm calling 911. <laughs> I died. I go, uh, okay. Uh-huh. And he goes, listen, I'm going to call 911 and tell them that you're holding us captive. Okay. And on, the guy goes, he starts laughing. He goes, the, the cops are right there. He goes, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and Harry called 911. Oh, my goodness. And as that's happening, and Lisa and I start... Our voices start raising a little uh-huh. bit. You can't do this. You got to let us out. Blah, blah, blah. You find the girl that was leading us around yes. that worked for HBO. Yeah. And she comes over and she's like, can you please let them go this yeah. once? Yeah. He lets us down. Yeah. Me, you, and Lisa. Yeah. Harry's still on the let's phone with 911. Let's us out. He yeah. lets us out. The fire thing, mm-hmm. which was just a set of steps. It was It was two. It was five, It was six feet from the sidewalk where Correct. the cars were. Yeah. There was no fire escape. And this was an outdoor event. Correct. This was an outdoor event at the Pacific Design Center Correct. in West Hollywood. So it was literally he just had to take the chain off of a hook four steps and we could walk down four steps and then six feet to the street Thank it was you. right we it, could spit to the street instead of making us go all the <clears> way, all around. The way around in the gowns yeah. and the heels harry meanwhile doesn't see that we leave and he's still on the phone with 911 yeah over there yeah so we're down there and lisa and i are going harry, harry! we're screaming he can't hear us because uh-huh. he's talking to 911 he has uh-huh. no idea that we broke for the border uh-huh. and uh-huh. he's still stuck in the party going they're holding me captive <laughs> and then finally he turns around he goes oh and he hangs up on 911 yeah. and we yeah. all run off to the street oh my god and that's the end of the i story. couldn't get out of there soon enough because by that time and that i don't know what time of night was that was that midnight at that no point? it was 11? 11. Maybe even 10.30. Okay, I had been on and talking. Yes. All a day. Yes. Along. Yes. So for me to sit and wait for someone to drunkenly try to take my picture, you know, I almost got, you want me to take the picture? And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm smiling at the whole routine. I've been doing it all day. You have to. I could not get out of that party. And plus, Lauren Michaels had just anointed me. You were me. done. <laughs> You're, you were done. You got sprayed with holy water. Yes, I was. Some Lauren Michaels skunk yes, holy water. Like yeah. he just lifted his leg and you were done. Meanwhile, okay, yeah. the uh, creative Emmys were the week before, yes. on the Sunday before. So I went to all those parties. Yes. The, that party and then the parties the weekend before. Because uh, that, okay, the Emmys, the grown-up Emmys was on Monday. Yes. So on Friday night, I went to the EW party, Entertainment Week. Is that the one you went with Tandy? With I went to Variety and then I went out to the CAA party oh. where I danced for about forty five minutes with Ben Day, my my other agent, and had a great time. He's fun. Yeah. Then Saturday night, I didn't see him at the Emmys. Ben, I, didn't I saw either. Jonathan. Yeah. And then Saturday, I went to. I may have the days wrong, but I went to the BAFTA afternoon yes. party with Tandy. You did one Saturday. You did with Tandy. Sunday you did with your friend. Yes. So that's what happened. And you went to a gifting suite. It was downstairs at the Emmys. Oh, okay, okay. Because, the, you know, the gifting suites, and you know very well. Oh, girl, they've the, been busted. Well, this is the thing. The only gifting suites that are really worth anything Oscars. is the motherfucking Oscars. Oscars, bitch. The other ones You is did just... something at the Oscars or something some year. I don't know what it was. Did you ever do anything at the Oscars? No, I went to the Vanity Fair party. You did something years ago. Years ago, I'm talking about when we were on the radio together because mm-hmm. you had a gift bag that you got from doing something. Maybe it was MTV something. Mm-hmm. And you gave me a bunch of your stuff mm-hmm. um, from your gifting bag. Even I remember, I remember because Rue knows I'm a Jew all the mm-hmm. way. Like he knows I love that shit. Mm-hmm. The first time we went together, he went for me. Yeah. Like I everything only, I only got. went. I only went because Michelle would love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm serious. He gives me everything. I love it. Yeah. My husband's always like, go to the gift thing suite. Yeah. Yeah. I brought Lily last year. And the problem with them is like literally the one for MTV had vibrators, yeah. Ooh, weed, nice. and alcohol. So basically, nice. well, Lily was like, can you go get me one of those? Yeah. And I'm like, so mom's going to have to pose with the a giant vibrator. vibrator. Right, because when if they give you the gift, you have to pose with Correct. it. And as a celebrity, you have to pose with it and right. say, look what I have. Right. So, so they can, so the, so the person who owns the, the vibe, the end of the company, can, sell you with can, it. can basically, you're whoring yourself out yes, for a vibrator. Yes, Michelle Visage uses my vibrator. Yes. And I said to her, I will buy you a vibrator. Yes. Adam and Eve are very good and they send it in nondescript boxes. That's right. Go to Adam and Eve and get your vibrator. <laughs> exactly. But don't make your mother pose but with But I also vibrator. don't smoke weed. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink alcohol. The makeup is sometimes okay. Like sometimes there's perfumes. It's not worth me getting all dressed up and, and being a whore. And yourself out. Yeah. For a free, if gift. I got some like pleasure out of being a whore, yeah. then, you know, yeah. which I'm yeah. all for. Yes, yeah. but in this situation, it was like no, no. Yes. Well, listen, so, we've got more stories from the front line. More whores. <laughs> the front line of the Emmy showdown. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Everybody's talking about these bowl and branch sheets, and from the Wall Street Journal to Fast Company. Forbes magazine. Everybody asked me about them. Are, Rue, are they really as soft as you say they are? Mm. They absolutely are. They are the finest, most beautiful sheets. And they're not as expensive as those, you know, those crazy prices that you can pay for sheets. Like up to $1,000. Yeah. Are you insane? That's insanity. And everything Bolin Branch makes you guys from bedding to blankets. And by the way, their blankets are amazing too. Is made from pure 100% organic cotton. And Rue and I have talked endlessly about if you're taking a shower, you're taking a bath, why are you going to put your clean body on something that's not organic? Exactly. Why are you going to lay on chemicals? And what that means is they start out super soft and they get even softer over time. I'm not kidding. When I take the sheet out of the dryer, it's like, Nighty night. Night night, everybody. (laughs) Everyone who tries Bowl and Branch sheets just love them. And shipping is free. You get to try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, you can send them back for a refund. But we doubt that you'll want to send them back because you're going to love them as much as we do. There's no risk and no reason not to give them a try. So to get yourself started, you can get $50 off your first set of sheets at BowlandBranch.com with that promo code RUE. Go to BowlandBranch.com today. You get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Rue. We are back. We're talking. We're recapping the Emmy experience. Um, and we want you guys to feel like you were there with us. Yes. Because you were. You were. And Michelle uh, Michelle and I did all these things together. We saw all these people. It was a great experience. Um, but it was weird for the Emmys to be on a Monday night. I never got... Wait, so usually a of, Sunday. Why? Sunday, did... I don't know. I never got to the bottom of why it was on a Monday. But hey, you know what? Listen, if you're going to give our show an award, you can have it on Monday, any night, anytime you want. Yep. Now we just get. We're up here. We got to stay up here, bitches. That's right. That's and right. We owe it all to you guys that that listen to us and watch us and and love what we do and and the hundred and forty the hundred forty queens out there in the wild. You yeah. Know, yeah. Doing their stuff every day and every night. We see you. We love you, and we can't thank you enough. But yeah. yeah. But my favorite. I put a picture up on as like my banner on Facebook, I think, of that one where you're like holding up and we're all like uh-huh. cheering. Yes. Because, yes, all shows are happy when they win. Amazing Race has won 5,000 times. Yeah. Voice won last year. I'm talking about reality. But it's so funny that, um, first of all, grateful to the Academy for having the reality competition mm-hmm. show in there mm-hmm. because no other reality has – it's the only one, the competition in, show. In the, in the, in the, the primetime Emmys, yeah. They usually uh, allot all that stuff to the creative arts But there's no Emmys. other um, reality competition. I mean, 
there's no other like real housewives and all that stuff. They're not up for Emmys. Right, right, right. So it's only reality competition. And I still think there should be one for best judges or judging panel. But okay, we'll work on, we'll that. Work on that. Work on that. Yeah. Petition. Uh-huh. But my favorite thing was I go, did we really just get presented our thing by Rick and Morty? Uh huh. Like uh-huh. we got. Because nobody gives a shit about our category, like uh-huh. we don't get a star. Uh-huh. Although Rick and Morty are stars in their own right. Yeah. Ask Loot Crate. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, <laughs> our category gets presented by cartoons. Uh-huh. So when they said it coming up, you weren't there. I looked at Carson. I go, are we? Is our category getting presented by cartoons? He was too busy playing um, Fortnite on his phone. Right. So he he's like, what? Oh, I uh-huh. think so. And I go, no. I said, you're not sinking in that... Yeah cartoons are presenting uh-huh. like beavis and butthead are yeah. giving us an award yeah so i just thought it was really fitting that of course that would happen to our category right so carson daly is playing Fortnite on his phone he, the whole time not the whole time but at some point the awards do get a bit mundane yeah so i think that boys will be boys mm-hmm. and their toys and i mm-hmm. said what what are you doing carson yeah. yeah what are you doing he's like i'm playing Fortnite. like are you kidding me uh-huh. but it was really a funny yeah. Moment. Uh, 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 so, right. You know, I just have to say this the whole week was quite a drain because, you, listen, you know, this is a company town. And when I'm going out to these parties and you do the same thing, we are shaking hands, kissing ass, sucking, sucking shaft, lollipops, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Just to get our names out there so people will consider us for other jobs. Oh, bitch. And it's harder. Listen, y'all listening can be like, okay, you're RuPaul, right? And that's exactly how I feel because it's a lot easier for Ru now. You went through years of it not being easy for you. That's why you are where you are. Mm -hmm. I'm still having to lick the balls. Now, normally, I just ignore the balls. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh. Bitch, I've been married for so long. Uh The balls don't matter. Yeah. And the older they get, the harder they fall. Uh. So for me, I'm still having to pay attention to the balls Uh. because people don't, they'll say, oh, that's a girl. They don't know what I can do. Uh-huh. So I'm still out there like really hey. hey listen, everybody and you you guys all the all the big stars are doing the same thing. If they're smart, you always have to be in the game. You always have to tell let the business know, the industry know that you're willing to play the game. That's why some yes. big stars will still go and audition because it's not about how well they do in the audition. It's about being humble and showing the industry that you're humble enough to come in and read for something. I agree. Which lets the 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 business know, the industry know that you are willing to play the game. And if you're willing to play the game, other people are willing to hire you. Because I know there's a few people that are in the business because we have our friends that are like, bitch, I don't audition. Right. And I think that's a silly move. I do too. You know, I'm down to, to, I auditioned for this West End show. I auditioned. Oh, the one you're doing. Yeah. 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 Four months. talking about Jamie. How the hell are you going to do four months, eight shows a a week? week. Yeah. I am taking the two weeks off for Ireland's Got Talent. Yeah. kind of mid-November to the end of November. But still, but Michelle, eight shows eight a week. Shows well, a week. it's a supporting role. There's a chunk of time where I'm not on stage. So I'm not there on every scene. Like Are you going to be playing Fortnite? I will not be playing Fortnite. Uh-huh. I'll be playing Fort Skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be fine. You know, theater is what I love to do. I love it so All right, so much. you've got this on tape that she just said that. We will check back with you. When I come back? When you come back, mm-hmm. we're going to see how much theater is what you I love. I will be a size zero. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will be like, John Shark should be good about theater. Tell me why I like theater, because I hate it. Well, you're a size zero because you, you think you Because I'll be, be dancing working. and singing. and Yeah, eating. but you're going to be so bored. You know, if you're not playing Fortnite... <laughs> 
when you're not playing Fortnite, yeah. you're going to be restless and you're going to be like, oh my God, I, I just want... I got shit I can do. I can write stuff. I can write another book. Yeah. I have a documentary I'm working on. Yeah. So there's stuff that I need to do shot-wise and ideas and interviews and, and um, work needs to be done How much that. rehearsal before your first curtain? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's not bad. You think that's enough? Yeah, that's good. Okay. The songs are down. I have them on lock. Yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the lines that I'm struggling with. You're struggling with struggling. Them. You're struggling with the lines. Struggling. <laughs> so once I get them down, um, you know, it's because they say things in it that are not American at all. Like, like okay, you know, like you know, if I say the SAT, you know what it is. SAT. Like the testing in school. Yeah. Yeah. Or CAT. You yeah. know what they are. Yeah. Star testing. Whatever. In there, they talk about testing and they call it psychometric evaluations and things like that. Psychometric evaluation. We don't ever say that. That does not roll off the tongue like honey. So there's things that I have to learn. That would be the CME. No. Psychometric is a P. 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 E. Psychometric evaluation. Psychometric's one word. what? Exactly. Right. And they also say, um, this is your final careers lesson. We wouldn't say careers plural. Right. We would say career lesson so there's certain little isms i'm very used to it i spend a lot of time over there and i've got lots of friends from the north but um getting those to be wrote in my brain so when can our audience go to england england and see you when do you start i open october 18th october 18th is the is your big opening is my big opening Uh you might want to wait a week until it's like really worked (laughs) out but October 18th is the big opening. And I think my final show is January 26th. January 26th is your final show. And it's is that four months? 12 weeks. Child, you October, want me to do some math? October to November, November oh, to December, December you lost to January. Three yeah. and a half months. Not three and four, a half months. Three and a half. Okay. All right. So I'll be over there for four months, but three and a half. During the same time that Patty Lupone is on the West End. What do they call it? She's company. It's not Broadway. Company. It's, the West End. They don't say on Broadway. They say the West End. Correct. Yeah. She's on the West End right now. What's your theater called? The Apollo. The Oh, you at the Apollo? Bitch, I kiss the stump. Oh. Every night. You are at the Apollo. Me and the Sandman. How fitting is that? <laughs> is that fitting? And I've seen you perform on the Apollo yep. stage yep. before when you were in seduction. That's where I met Sinbad, the comic who I ended up doing um, morning radio with. Did he remember you from he then? He did. He did. Oh. Yeah. So I met him there when we played the Apollo. Wow. Yeah. And so you're going to be, where, do you know where you're going to be living? You don't have to give the address. I have a place. You, you have a place In there. North London. Not in central London. So not in Soho. Wait, so you're going to have to catch a train into town? Well, no, I got a car. Okay. But why Why not live near the theater? Um, It's crazy there. It's really crazy down there. In in Soho. In central London. I'd rather be in North it's London. It's in Soho. Yeah. It's right by where you like to stay. Yeah. I could walk there. I yeah. could literally walk there from there. Lich. Lich. Uh-huh. I no, I have. There. You know, because when we were there in March of 2017. Right. Uh, if after, you walk right down that street. Yeah, yeah. That's where the Apollo I, is. Well, you know, I, because uh, I we were staying at this hotel, this lovely hotel. Um, that morning, I got up early. And walked around Soho. So you saw the theaters? Yeah, it was beautiful. Patty's is right next to mine. You, wait, you guys are next door? Next door. That's crazy. And she said to me, I'm dying to see that show and I'm not going to see it until you're in it. Wow. Patty O'Pone's coming to watch me. What if she throws tomatoes at the stage? I would, I'll would. i make sauce out of them. <laughs> because they're Patty p- tomatoes. Okay, what if she sees the show and stops texting you? She's oh texting- my God, if she texts in my show, it would be my favorite thing in the world. Wait a minute, no, no. Because you guys are texting all the time now. But yes. what if she saw your show and then stopped texting you completely? Oh! <laughs> 
I'd be like, Patty? <laughs> Patty? <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Um, it's weird. It says my number has been blocked. Michelle, it's crazy to me. You know all these celebrities. I don't know any. I well, don't know any. I think there's a there's they must be afraid of no, you. No, they're not afraid of me. You ask for their numbers or they give you their you numbers. You always assume that I ask. I am not that bitch. Theron is that bitch. Uh-huh. I am not that bitch. Michelle Dockery saw me and said, I'm gonna give you my number. You I are lying. Swear to God. And she No one ever offers me their number. She texted me and said, Happy birthday. I can't wait to see you in London. Fuck her. I swear to God. Why did she give me her number? You didn't you didn't even know who she was. I've never met her before. <laughs> That could be why. <laughs> oh my God, it's hilarious. So I, and there's only people that you really connect with. And Patty and I had a connection, yeah. aka I'm a stalker. Yeah. But she knew that there was a, there was um, there was a truth to yes, what I was sure, preaching, you know? Of course. And I, you know, I wanted her to take me under her wing. Yeah. And she said, you're going to come. We're going to do dinner. Uh-huh. And she gave me her number first. And then she texted me and she goes, uh, I gave you my husband's number. Yeah. I have no brain. Yeah. Here's my number. Like she was making me laugh and I, we were just texting back and forth. The fact that I can even say that I'm texting. It's back, crazy. I could cry. If she only knew what she got herself into, she'd be very afraid right now. Dying to come on our podcast. Uh-huh. So we're going to have her. Okay, good. And we're going to take it all the way back. Oh, good. All the oh, way back. Oh, what was her first, what was her breakthrough? Uh, and it wasn't Evita. What was her breakthrough role on, we're talking about Patty LuPone. I want to say that she did, you know, reading her memoir, she did Gypsy um, at some place, uh, there's some kind At the of, Sawmill. Uh, one of those outdoor yeah. theaters that's pretty big, I want to say in Illinois. Um but Evita was the one that really got, she won a Tony for that. Yeah. So that was the one that was 79. Let me look it up. 79, so yeah. Does that sound right? That's, I don't know. Um, no. Her, She did, I think the cradle. Oh, it does rock. sound right. I think it's 78. It was Evita. Um, so I remember that that was the one where she won her first Tony and et cetera, et cetera. How many Tonys has she won? Mm, three. <clears throat> Is it three Tonys? You think I should know things like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely should because you would know. Mm. Um, Who made the dress that you wore to the Emmys? That was Stello. So not Michael Costello, but his cousin. Was it Abbott Costello? Um, yes. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with their work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Which two. one? She's won two. She, she's won two. She uh-huh. won for Evita. Yeah. And she won for um uh she shit, motherfucker. Oh, Gypsy, um, no. Yes. I think she won for, she won for uh she's been nominated for a million. Yeah. Um yeah, Keep so talking. Abbott Co- and Costello did your dress. Gypsy, she won, yes, but there was I thought there was a third. Just no, two? Just the two. Mm. Yeah. She was nominated for a bunch. Yeah. Uh, Evan and Costello. And so in hindsight, I'm going back to the Emmys now. In hindsight, um, was there was that the right dress to wear? Was it was the train too much? Was it too cumbersome to to maneuver? A train is a pain in the ass. End of. Yeah. But because it was a light, it was spandex. Yeah. And it was a four-way stretch. Oh. So it was easy to kind of shh, swing yeah. it around. Whereas last year when I wore Mark Bauer, it was velvet. It was a lot heavier. Oh, my God. That must have been so hot. So hot. Yeah. I learned my lesson. I will yeah. never do velvet again. Yeah. Uh, even though it was a stretch of velvet, I was dying, almost yeah. passed out. Yeah. This year, it was a four-way stretch, very thin spandex. Mm-hmm. And it fit my body like a glove. It moved really easily. The train's a pain because people walk on it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a suit, but that gown just spoke to me. Yeah. What and did it, it say? Perfect. It said, we 
hire me. Uh-huh. So I did. Yeah, yeah. And she designed a beautiful gown. And uh-huh. I thought it, thought it looked great with your white suit. Yeah. And Ross and Carson's. It just all looked great. Meanwhile, you know, the people at Calvin Klein sent me those suits. Yes. Because uh, I, I wore the pink one. The same suit, uh, but in pink the week before when we uh, snatched the trophy for best host. Yes. Uh, and might I add... Um, Snatch that trophy three consecutive times. I'm sorry. For hosting. I still... Louder for the people in the back of the room. It still hasn't sunk in yet that I have won Best Reality Host three consecutive times. And some juggernauts. Yeah. And let's also say that it was... And even when I saw Heidi, and Heidi always looks mad. Yes, yeah. But Tim Gunn was lovely. And Heidi was lovely too. I think she's just German. Yeah. Or um, Austrian? Is she German? She's German. Okay. And then... Yeah, but that's Austrian. They speak German too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... And we were there with them, and we were next to Carson. These were all people that were up for the same, same award. Carson was up for the same award? Yeah. For what? Oh, for The, the voice. voice. Yes. So, And they won last year. Yeah. So literally, they all, Heidi and Tim and Carson, both said, "We it's your night tonight. I was wow. like, what? We said that? I thought that last year yeah. in your show. Yeah. So it was a moment of, you know, everybody felt it. But we learned last year yeah. not to ever even listen yeah. to that. Because yeah. anything could happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I know better than that. You know, right. I used to go on uh, trips with my brother-in-law's company where you know, I'd be going to some fabulous place and then the trip falls through. Right. I learned early on, just let's, you know, celebrate when you get there. You know, and I, it's that half full, half empty adage, right? I always go with half empty. And can I tell you why? <laughs> Can I tell you why? I know that you're a half full type of person. My half empty is not because I'm pessimistic or negative. Yeah. My half empty is because I've been let down so many times yeah. by expectations. Yeah. If I don't expect it to be half full, yeah. then I won't be let down. Sure. But I'll celebrate it if it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the way that I live life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. half empty won't let me down. Yeah. Half full can let me down. I know it sounds terrible, but no. I don't mean it no, that way. I get way. it. I get it. But I can tell you that it was a feeling of pure elation. And pure joy. And it was like, I also want to say that, guys, Rue made history that we call herstory mm-hmm. um, by it's never been done before where the best host and of the show won together. Usually time. it's like Tom Bergeron and mm-hmm. then like the voice will win. You yeah. know, it's never been the host and the show and the host of that show. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, at uh, one of the, the EW party, I ran into. Ew. Yeah. I ran into Brigitte Nielsen, who I hadn't seen since a train station in Spain where. It didn't end well. It did not end well. Right. And, and we she were, had your baby last month. Yes. And we had, uh, we were in a train station in Spain, not speaking to each other on the same platform waiting to get out of Do you want to say why? I I vaguely remember why. I know that the record, we had made a record together and the record company misrepresented themselves. And I got very angry and I went off on the record company representative, which is something I never do because I don't don't care about anything that much. I don't care about anything enough to go and lose my composure. But that means something built up. Something something was said. Right. Something was said. And she had substance issues. Well, yes. Publicly, I'm not saying. Yeah, sure. That's not we've known. seen that. We've yes. all seen the pictures, and uh, so she came over to me. This is 15 years later, right? Yeah, 15 years later. So I'm talking about back then, you guys. Not back now. then, yeah. yeah. 15 years later, she came over to me. She said, "Hey, Ro, um, can we bury the hatchet?" This I was said, at the ew the ew party, party the okay. uh, Entertainment Weekly, and uh, I said, "Absolutely, absolutely, let's bury the hatchet." And she said, "Okay, good. Can I be a judge on your show?" <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, if she does it, then Dolph Lundgren has to. Exactly. Well, you know, but uh, and he sits next to me. Okay. All right. Well, um, hatchets were buried. Hatchets were buried. Not in each I, other's scalps. Not in each other's scalps. And I posted a picture on Instagram of us. Yeah, you both looked and great. And she looked. She looks like a million dollars. Yeah, she does. She looks because great. she's clean. She's got her life together. She just had a baby. Yeah. She seems happy. And she's you know? living out here now. She's living in Los Angeles. Good for now. her. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I saw. Um, um, Halle Berry at that party and we um, our eyes met and we we didn't speak you know I don't go over to people How to come? stars because well I'm... no that's not true I've seen you I saw you go to Carol Burnett are you oh, talking yeah. about legends only well, well, well Carol Burnett is someone I've known for you know 20 that's true. years that's true yeah. yeah you have known her but, but I've seen you some... go over to people that you love admire or really sure. want to meet yeah but you don't do it normally. Generally, I won't because yes, I don't yes, yes, want yes. them to throw shade and be nasty because most most of the stars that I have approached, most of it. them have been shady. And I know it's hard for you guys out there to believe because you have your fantasy about who stars are and what they're like. But um, they are real. They are real people. With and real moods. With real moods. Mm. And um, most most of them are, are shady mm. or like, whatever. Yeah. Others, you can see it. You can see who's like yeah. that. So I don't not. do it. But I, I did see Halle Berry at that party and our, our eyes met, but we didn't go and say hi to each other. Last year at the Emmys, this is going to be a mouthful, but last year at the the big girl Emmys, uh huh, the grown up Emmys, Emmy Rossum, <laughs> I know it's a lot of Emmys. Follow yeah, me here. Yeah, uh huh. Emmy Rossum sat in, uh, right in front of us. Yeah, I love Shameless. Uh-huh. That's not the point. Yeah. But anyway, we were there, and she halfway through it was much longer last year. She pulls out a kind bar, you know, like the little granola, yeah. but the healthy ones. And I, I was talking. I don't know if you were there or not there. And I said, "Ooh, that's a good idea." Like uh-huh. I don't know her. I never uh-huh. met her. She turned around, like, "Who the fuck is that?" Like getting in my business. I was like, "You, that's a good idea." Uh-huh. And she literally took the bar and was like, "Do you want some?" <laughs> like she didn't know uh-huh. what to make of uh-huh. me, this stranger. She didn't yeah. know who I yeah. was. And it was a weird moment of, "Are you? How are you going to handle this right now?" Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I got nothing to lose. Uh-huh. You're the star. How are you going to act? Uh-huh. And she was actually nice about it. But in the beginning, you could did see you her ta- going. Did you take a piece? I know. Of I it? wasn't eating. I was wearing a corset uh-huh. and I was uh-huh. wearing velvet. I was half dead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it was really sweet uh-huh. of you know the reaction because it could have gone all wrong. Yeah. But there's those moments where you see those celebs yeah. and you're like. When you see them in real life, they're unapproachable because yeah. of that. Well, I I always say it's safer to not to keep the fantasy alive and to not go over. And I say agree. Anything, you know, so you know. Well, the Emmys. Uh, wow, what that's a your trip. recap. That yeah. was your recap. Uh, Michelle, I guess maybe we'll go next year. Maybe this is the end of the run. Who knows? But you know, again, I didn't get into this business to snatch trophies. I was never. Uh, I never thought the status quo or the establishment would accept me in this business, and I. I realized I didn't need the establishment to accept me in this business. I was going to do this one way or the other. Anti-establishment. Well, you know, but the fact that they are recognizing our little show who's been on the air for 10 years and, uh, you know, showering us with with trophies is really brilliant. I'm very thankful. And I'm so thrilled that all of the, the producers and writers and all the people who've worked on this, for some of them over 10, you know, 10 years on the show, uh, have been recognized. And so it's really a long, sweet journey. And it'll buy us a couple more years. Yeah, it'll so. buy us a couple more years. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Yes. All right, darling, until the next awards show. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yourself, how 
I'm the hell you're gonna love somebody else. Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're gonna love somebody else? Amen.